0: stuff i can dive i am a nuclear engineer like this is this is well within my uh forte so you've asked me a lot of fusion stuff and i love to talk about fusion but in my undergrad i was a reactor operator i mean i've i've held fuel rods in my hand and stuff like that
1: the stars have aligned get garrett bruhog on here 75th anniversary of the trinity nuclear bomb test my god i mean oppenheimer destroyer of worlds i've become the destroyer of podcasts seven of my last eight <laughs> guests have just bailed two from prominent <laughs> national laboratories i won't name which i mean i'm not shitting on anyone they've all had legitimate reasons i get it but my god i swore. when they cancel they cancel in waves man garrett coming or through in the clutch so that's
0: why you got to get graduate students man we're uh we're a little more flexible especially those of us who are on vacation
1: used to, yeah, i was going to say you're probably used to the abuse <laughs> grad, <laughs> grad students and tas man that's where it's at yeah man.
0: you know we're we're <laughs> we're slightly better treated than we were 50 years ago but yeah. you know they, yeah. the only difference being is they can no longer kill so many of us yeah
1: yeah right it's yeah I got to get this stockholm syndrome tas and and uh
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you get, you get like one dead grad student per research group, and after that,
1: they... They start, the law starts, they start investigating. But you're allotted yeah. one, yeah, one from either explosives or, you know, altitude poisoning. You're allowed to kill a couple. They're like, uh, they're like kids in, in the chocolate, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. You get a couple yeah, of them, and yeah. it's like, hey, man, crack a couple eggs to make an omelet, dude.
0: The joke is always that the graduate student's the most... um worthless person in the lab because you know if you kill an undergrad or hurt an undergrad like their parents will get involved sure. in the university will crack down if you're in a grad student well they signed up for it they did <laughs> they, they did yeah
1: <laughs> no one had to at this point it's like well yeah you're the one that decided. You to walk in the room yeah man it, this is yeah seriously man jesus y'all are like, anyways yeah <laughs> anyways so you um, want you want to talk about the bomb anything with the bomb man i had a it's all i was.
0: Yeah, so looking yeah. at this document, I can definitely see why someone from Los Alamos or uh, Livermore would not want, or Sandia would not want to uh, really dive into it. Yeah. But you're lucky in that I don't have any clearances. Yeah. And well, that's the,
1: that's the thing for everyone listening. Anotomy, yeah. man.
0: Like, that's the thing for I, everyone. I have
1: the... the, the, the yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, for everyone listening, I had reached out to Los Alamos, uh, Lawrence Livermore, Sandia, Oak Ridge, Tennessee and multiple times I had people agree to it and they are like, yeah, let's do it, you know scientists that had worked there for decades and um, some of them just for other reasons couldn't or didn't want to do it but some were like, yeah, can you field some questions and I fielded some questions and it kind of backed off after that so I yeah, I was down to just talk about Trinity but I was like, hey, I'm going to field some questions from people so I went on Reddit and got some questions yeah, that are apparently so good I so I
0: yeah. I'll give you a little advice for the for dealing with the the Q clearance people, the ones with the high level clearances. Stop poking. Don't. Yeah, you don't want cuz it puts them in an awkward position.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And that's the thing. Professionally, it's a bad it's a bad spot like okay. even though I don't have I don't have anything. I'm not going to get into like real technical stuff either because yeah. at some point I would like to have a clearance. Yeah. And that okay. just looks that looks really bad, you yeah. know? I had but someone like else say broad, that, yeah. You know, a, bun- a bunch of these are broad, and I can, yeah. I, I'll i dive into all that. Yeah. So your very first one is just on the uh, the concept of the cassava howitzer, which for anyone who doesn't know, that came out of the um, Orion project, which is the idea of tossing a nuke behind a spacecraft right in the blast wave. When you first look at that, when you do the math, you're like, well, man, we're not gonna get much energy from that nuke on the spacecraft because it explodes all directions. What they realized is that you can play some tricks, and there's actually a couple different physics tricks that you can do beyond uh, what you might read in Dyson's uh, reports, Freeman and Dyson, the guy behind it. But you can make more of the energy go into kind of a cone. Um, and that's, if anyone's got any uh, knowledge of shape charges, you can you can maybe start to imagine how that might work. Although for a nuke, it's a, you know, six orders of magnitude more uh, extreme <laughs> so <sighs> with the cassava howitzer the idea was they're, they're doing this work on the orion they figure out how to make it more directed so they can get more energy from the nuke on the spacecraft which is important because nukes are not cheap and so you want the orion drive has the potential to take us up to incredible speeds and the best part is we could build it today yeah you could start casting the steel tomorrow for that thing uh but you know treaty issues but so the military looked at it and went, "Hey, that's kind of a neat idea. Maybe for like a bunker buster or something. You get this jet of plasma um, coming off the nuke, and that's all part of the uh, a broader concept called Gen. I think it's Generation Three or Type Three nukes. Anyways, the idea being is that the very first atomic weapons were all fission, and uh, they were big, bulky things, and the idea was just make bomb." The second generation threw fusion into the mix, and those were, uh, we were able to make them smaller, way more efficient, and now we went, okay, make bomb big. Let's make bomb huge, and you get like Tsar Bomba, you get the Guinea Atoll test. Uh, I think the the big one for the U.S. was the B-25. We had a nuke that's the most energy-dense device on the planet. It weighed something like three tons and had 25 megatons of yield, which is just, unbelievable um so you know you do all of that for this the second generation of nuclear weapons and the third generation was this idea that we saw later into the 70s and 80s was can we do something kind of fancy with them you know we get a lot of energy we get we can kind of play with the radiation yields and the most famous of this is of course the neutron bomb everyone's probably heard of that where you uh increase the neutron production of the weapon and the idea is to make it more, they also, you also hear it called enhanced radiation weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is to use the radiation on purpose. There's also stuff like the seeded weapons where you try to just make like horrible, horrible fallout. Salted bombs. Uh, yeah, salted bombs. Uh, there's I've heard about ideas to make more EMP, make more X-rays, because um, most of a bomb's yield is actually in X-rays, at least a, a more fission based bomb fusion gets funky. Um, and then there's uh, the very famous, or maybe not as famous as the neutron bomb, but well known x-ray laser program out of Livermore, which is another idea of can we direct it. Saba Howitzer was also part of this. Uh, there's another, there's a connected one, I think it was called Prometheus or sort of the peak The idea was to uh, make kind of a nuclear shotgun, you know, could you have like big chunks of tungsten and just zip those suckers Jesus. up to speed. Um, yeah, so that, that's where this all gets into. So the thing with the cassava howitzer is we do know that there were some, if not tests directly of the concept, there were tests related to the concept. Beyond that, we know nothing. It's heavily classified. Okay, The physic, the little bit of declassified physics seems to check out. And it would make sense that this has been investigated Dyson was quite confident it would all work for the Orion Drive, so there's no reason that it wouldn't work for some sort of weapon. The big thing being is that there's this idea in everyone's head that a Cassava Howitzer makes like a, you know, a, a jet of plasma that could hit the moon or something, and that's not how it works. It's, it's still very direct, you know, it's very spread. It's like a flashlight. Plasma wants to expand, yeah. too. Um, the, the bigger point with this, in my opinion at least, aside from the concept of an Orion, which is just beautiful, or that, that crazy shotgun thing, is um, you can imagine for a bunker buster. That's where this gets real key. You have something like Cheyenne Mountain. You want to bust Cheyenne Mountain, you can always go big. You can just make a bomb so big that you just, you know, cut that mountain out of the earth. Yeah. But that's got delivery issues. Bombs, you know, even with the best fusion weapons that we can design, they're still going to be pretty hefty. Uh, You got to get it close. You're going to make a lot of fallout when you carve that mountain out. Got issues. So... You do something you make your warhead like a cassava howitzer and we know that there are bunker penetrating nukes that or at least designs for them um the us has talked about it they actually talked about it um making a new one and using it in afghanistan during the early part of the 20th century and uh You know, you can imagine the thing hits the bump, hits the you know, hits the bunker. It penetrates, however far those bombs do. Then it goes off with that jet of plasma, and now you're directing a lot at the bunker. And you might not carve your way all the way to the bunker, but the idea is you're pushing right, just like you push on that Orion drive. Bunker's a nice big cavern, and if I push on it with the hand of God. that cavern goes squish. And now I busted the bunker and I didn't have to carve a whole mountain out. Yeah. And in fact, because I drove that nuke so deep into the earth before I set it off, there's probably not even any fallout. My troops could walk in the next moment. You know, they could Woo. be walking behind that nuke.
1: Green peace.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my thoughts there. the um, next one's a little more wild.
1: The anti, yeah, that's one I had heard a while yeah, back. Yeah, So
0: I'm going to, I'm going to say No. 100% no,
1: can you, for can a couple reasons. Can you read it for the people listening? Yeah.
0: So uh, there's apparently some idea out there that the X-37B, which is a uh, robotic baby space shuttle that the Air Force, or I guess now Space Force, flies around. Uh, and there's this idea that maybe it's an orbit to collect anti-protons for some sort of antimatter bomb. So a couple reasons I'll say no on that. Um, we can't store antiprotons very long. CERN is the farthest along on that, and there's no reason to think there's some classified work that's farther because the, the only place we even could make antiprotons in the United States was at Fermilab, which is an explicitly non-weapons lab. It is in the charter of the laboratory. They can't do classified work. Okay. They-
1: this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot...
0: Fermilab used to make the most antiprotons even in the world they even beat CERN right now if Fermilab was still using their antiproton ring they used they had a particle accelerator that would actually collide protons and antiprotons called the Tevatron and they had to make all the antiprotons to do that so CERN is now getting to the point where they can store antiprotons for months but you're talking about and i think they're actually storing them as neutral antihydrogen so you have to also get the positrons or make the positrons it's a big messy process very very lossy and they don't store them at high energy density all of the all of the antiprotons they store like if you were to set them all off i don't even think it would warm your cup of coffee oh damn in containers So then you get into the idea, well, you know, there's concepts for how we could store away higher density. We don't make enough antiprotons to really need high high storage density, and it's kind of worth – it's dangerous, right? Like if you were to store a kilo of TNT worth of antiprotons, well, now you have a kilo of TNT worth of energy to deal with. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you could store it denser. But there's no reason to think the Air Force or Space Force or anyone has that actual technology or is interested because the other thing is antimatter – sick in science fiction looks really cool there's no reason to use it for a bomb compared to nukes yeah nukes are simpler they're more robust yeah they're i mean they're already so big nothing can live uh you know survive them yeah and most of antimatter's yield is actually going to be in gamma rays it's going to be in these extremely energetic gamma rays so it's kind of it would kind of be like the gamma ray version of a neutron bomb which has its uses, but you compare that to just like most of what people, most of what the military wants from nukes and what would be ideal in their mind is if it was just a bomb. Like if you could get rid of the radiation, they would love that. Yeah, They would use that shit every day (laughs) and an antimatter bomb just it's, it's more expensive. It's harder. And you didn't, you didn't get rid of the radiation. You just changed it. You're like, okay, for neutrons, I'll give you gamma rays. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's still going to make stuff radioactive cuz yeah. there're 200 MeV gamma rays. They're like what comes out of a particle accelerator.
1: Jesus. Yeah, I've heard I've heard it explained it was like why would we use it's like it's so expensive to make any matter for the same explosion. They're like it's like putting out a fire using like 300 year old wine it's like just use water yeah just use water just yeah. use the fucking the lake reason, water
0: <laughs> in, in my opinion the only reason to go after antimatter aside from the beautiful physics we yeah. have a lot we'd love to understand about antimatter which is why i'd personally like to see more of it made.
1: yeah
0: um, i think it's sad that fermilab shut down the the production line but i get it they got other stuff to use that accelerator for uh, and it was, it's a pain in the ass to deal with um, but uh there's it makes for a very compelling case for space propulsion mm. but that's like that's like 200 years in the future yeah. before we'd ever need that level of energy density or even be able to handle it yeah you know if you you start talking about needing hundreds of kilos of antimatter oof, i don't know how you do it because here's the other bad part with antimatter versus a nuke a nuke fails safe you set a nuke off wrong you don't get any yield you drop a nuke, nothing happens. Yeah. You light a nuke on fire, nothing happens. You might spread some radiation. That's about it. Yeah. Drop an antimatter storage container, boom. <laughs> you blow you know, a continent. It's, yeah. yeah. It's it's nuclear nitroglycerin. Jesus. All right. So, yeah, yeah, I I think there's actually a lot of good military reasons to not want antimatter.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's insanely. Yeah, you're right. It's nuke is fail safe. Any matter, it's like dog. You you breathe wrong
0: yeah so now your third one is uh thoughts on the d5 life extension program and kind of unconnected uh did north korea actually achieve um criticality versus uh fizzles so for the life extension program we got to do it that's that's plain and simple our nukes are old there's and anyone i you know Beautiful to think of a world without nuclear weapons, just like it's beautiful to think of a world without guns or knives sure. or mean people.
1: Yeah, but it ain't real.
0: But it ain't going to happen. Yeah. And we have two options when it comes to uh, nukes right now. Well, we have three, I guess. We can do this life extension program, we can keep funding stockpile stewardship, and we can get really, really good at designing nukes without setting them off. We can just set some off and make sure that they work and design them from there. That is going to be cheaper to do it that way. I wish they do it. Uh, you don't need all of the fancy scientists to figure it all out. You need some weapon scientists, and you need a place to set it off, and that's gonna be it. Uh, but that has its own political issues, and man, it'd be embarrassing if we went to set one off and it didn't work. Uh, yeah. Unlikely, but you know that's a that's a consideration. There's actually like there's something to be said for not setting them off and leaving the wonder.
1: Ooh yeah. Uh, do they work? Yeah.
0: Ooh yeah. Yeah, the point of a nu the, a nuclear weapon is the only weapon meant to never be used. Yeah, and we should continue to not use them. Yeah. Or the third option is to not do life extension, not do anything, and basically have our enemies who are doing the same work in China, Russia. They're both doing all of these um, life extension stockpile stewardship programs. They're building things similar to the NIF and the Z machine and all of the stuff needed. they know how ours, there's, there's no secrets there. They know, they, they have a rough idea of the internals and everything else, especially Russia, because we've, we've done these, um, dismantling programs. And there's no reason to really be worried about that because if you can build a nuke, you can guess how someone else built a nuke. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, the thing being is that if they see we're not doing it and they're doing it, they might actually learn something that lets them realize, Oh, America's nukes don't work.
1: Mm. Yeah. And it's the whole purpose. Yeah.
0: That's even dumber. That's like having a gun that doesn't do anything. So you point the gun, and then the guy goes, hi, ah, you don't have a working gun, and just beats you to death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, the whole purpose is that, is that, I mean, mutual assured destruction is for all of its insanity, all of its madness, all of its insanity is that it works it's the whole yeah. purpose it's, of having it's insane
0: these. and it feels counterintuitive but, it but works. sadly most of the modern world is that way like do you think about think about modern economics modern economics doesn't make any sense because us on our little scale we're dealing with households right we don't deal with nations worth of money
1: yeah. so it's
0: a yeah of course it's going to sound nuts when you talk about nations with weapons that can carve a city out of the planet things are going to be different
1: but it works it it the yeah. whole idea Mad that it works yeah
0: that everyone's alive um the big powers don't fight anymore we can even look at india and pakistan who did they do have weapons they did have a a, a war in like 2002 and it did not go nuclear yeah and it, the war de-escalated because both countries realized that if they escalate further it will go nuclear and everyone there will die
1: yeah there's some chart it's some guy from the manhattan project it was in like the 80s or 90s. and it, But the thing is, the chart still holds true. If you look at a logarithmic scale of, of deaths, gross number and percentage of the population from the earliest recorded warfare history, literally like Sumeria, mm-hmm. through 1945, it rises at a logarithmic rate. It dropped off in 1945, and it's been decreasing every year since then. It works. Yep. The idea that everyone's got a shotgun at each other's head. They start, they start, hey, a well armed society is a polite society. It's working. Yeah. It, it's not uh, what's perfect. That, Robert Heinlein. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think I was here on Rogan. Yeah, it's a or Tony Stark, Iron Man. You know, Dad said the best weapon is the one you never need to fire, but it's true.
0: Yeah, which is a nuke.
1: Yeah, it's a nuke and it works. So you got to upgrade.
0: Uh, yeah, you got to keep them working. We don't have to go. You know we don't have to go insane we don't have to be like oh we're going to make super duper uber nukes yeah. that are better we just time. need to make sure that they keep doing the job yeah. of which most of that problem is actually delivery the nukes themselves we just need to make sure we're positive that they still work and that there's not there's nothing funky like maybe the the detonating explosives are decaying or whatever right mm-hmm. the delivery mechanism is the way bigger deal we need to make sure our missiles are up to date or bombers, or submarines, all that crap. Because the nukes worthless if you can't get it somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, man, I wish, God, I would. is there a piece of lint in my hair? Jesus. God, I wish they would set off a fucking, like, what were the ones at the top of the Titan 2s that LeMay loved, the nine megaton ones? I wish they'd set one of those Those off.
0: God. Dude, that's – not de- destabilizes the world if I know. one of the big countries does it.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, but, I mean, I wish they'd yeah, all come together. The ones, right? They would all come together and just set one off in the Pacific. 8K, 240 FPS, just
0: – Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. No, it would be beautiful to see oh. them now you know, Yeah. Beautiful film oh. and everything. God. Also, the – so there's, there's actually a lot of physics that was done with the weapons and – there's a lot we could learn. There's still a lot we don't understand because they can create such incredible conditions. Uh, there's a fun Russian paper I found where they were using them to understand materials under high pressure. And by high pressure, I mean like makes the center of the sun look adorable. Dude, I And watched... they would just take, they would take just like normal stuff. They'd be like, here's a chunk of quartz.
1: Yeah. Let's see what it, yeah. what
0: you know, they, I want watched... to see what happens. And that's, that's a whole area of study right now where we use things like the Z machine and, the National yeah. Ignition Facility, to try to compress stuff. But nothing beats a nuke. I
1: know. Dude, I watched a video last night of, like, it was, like, 1970, I think, 71, in Soviet Russia. They they put out a, a natural gas fire. They couldn't...
0: With pull, a weapon. Yeah, yeah, so they they
1: literally kind of used, like, like, you said, almost like a bunker buster, but they instead of dropping it, they dug it in.
0: They drilled it, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah. that was all part of their, their plowshare program. So we had the same thing. Yeah. It was trying to find nuclear explosives. And it's not as dumb of an idea as you, as you initially think, because we can make relatively clean nuclear explosives and, um, you know, explosives are useful. Explosives have a lot of uses. And so the idea that this uber explosive, this explosive that is just insanely more powerful would have peaceful uses is is very viable. Yeah. You know, the Soviets dug a lake with a nuke. Yeah. They did mining with nukes and they work really, really well. Um, you know, there's a bunch of peaceful uses you can actually think e- up, uh, also off Earth. You know, mm. if we ever want to start really going places, Orion's a great yeah option. Uh, ever need to divert an asteroid? Nukes and it, even mining asteroids. Like you can you can think about breaking them apart with nuclear weapons because everything you do in space. You know, there's no reason not to use a nuke there because yeah, ra- space gives, is more radioactive yeah. than a nuke. Space is a, a horrible place. Yeah, and you might, you know, mass matters, and so you need to take the most energy dense thing possible. If you had to haul one million tons of TNT out to some asteroid to break it apart, you'd never do it.
1: Yeah, not not. But all
0: you gotta all. do is haul this one little device. Yeah,
1: one little boy. It's yeah, dude. It's um, what was I gonna say? <sighs> I just, just, I mean, do you want to talk about the North Korean weapons? We can talk about anything. I was gonna say plowshare. Yeah, man, you could. Oh, yeah, plowshare. That's what it was called. Yeah,
0: plowshare program.
1: Yeah, plowshare could have been awesome, man. Like, or like, man, I was thinking, like, I thought of this a couple years ago. Like, what if instead of the wall, Trump just built a fucking moat using plowshare (laughs) Across across the bottom border? Like, God. I was like, man, he would do it, but it's possible. Man, you use a nuke, dude, you could. There were plans to like flood parts of like I think Saudi Arabia or like Africa. It was to like there, were
0: pl- there was a lot of crazy plans. Yeah. with uh, At one point, there was also plans to dig the Panama Canal out like yeah. five miles wide with nukes. Yeah. Dude, it could have
1: um, been fucking awesome, man.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff that could have been done. I, I'm disappointed the U.S. didn't go farther with Plowshare, but on the flip side. I don't know. You can see the pro. You can also definitely see the problems. We were a little laxadaisical when it came to fallout. Yeah. Um, you know, people in Nevada and Utah can speak to that. Yeah.
1: You do one of them wrong, you get a Chernobyl.
0: Yeah, kind of. Like it's its own. It's its own issue, and it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's more complicated. Yeah. Right. That's that's what sucks. That's the that's the sucky part with everything everything like this is that we can we can talk about on paper what's so beautiful and cool and amazing but the world's more complicated when it really comes down to it you know there's always political considerations there's tribal considerations there's um, just a million other things other than what looks nice on paper
1: yeah I mean like Orion what an awesome idea for space travel but Kennedy ended up Kennedy was disgusted at it because the Joint Chiefs of Staff proposed in basically an orbital ac-130 yeah an orbital battleship yeah. that had can like at the atomic anti-cannons and it was just going to go at like 300 miles up and just literally you could call in close air support from orbit with tactical nukes kennedy was horrified. yeah i mean there
0: were some there were some absolutely wild ideas with orion and yeah it probably is part of what got it killed is that yeah. you, could, you could imagine it being proposed in a more peaceful manner yeah um and it, it moving forward yeah but there's the other there's another issue that people forget about with orion is that if we have orion's spacecraft you know so let's say you launch it from jackass flats right which was the plan we're out in the ocean or something so that the fallout isn't a big deal it takes like 30 nukes to get up to orbit not going to be that big of a deal in terms of effects on the world but as you get up there you're going to wipe almost every satellite out yeah you're
1: yeah, EMP because blasts.
0: The, you're gonna make the Van Allen belts worse. You're going to create horrible EMPs. You know, there's there's other considerations other than hey, I want to do one percent of the speed of light.
1: Yeah. Maybe you would construct it in orbit like the ISS.
0: You gotta go far. That's the thing. Nice. You gotta it's gotta be past the Van Allen belts before you're gonna not really affect people. <sighs> so know. basically you gotta make it on the moon.
1: Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: it's an option they they even studied making the the orion out of aluminum and the moon is full of aluminum and titanium that's basically all it is it's just a big ball of aluminum and titanium dust oh god there's so many awesome Uh, options but you know now you got to get to the moon you got to bring a whole factory to the moon and there's yeah it's always harder than we want to think yeah
1: but it's still awesome
0: yeah it is awesome and hopefully you know someday we'll be doing that or maybe something better you know that's that's where the ideas of using like uh inertial confinement fusion as a rocket come from is basically it's like you get the benefit of orion without the problems of orion yeah because you can the other problem with orion is that it favors size really heavily the bigger you make an orion the better it is the bigger the bombs are the better they are yeah and sometimes that makes sense you know you can imagine making like a colony ship or something and yeah totally go orion yeah but what if you just want to take like 10 people to mars
1: yeah do you need all of it yeah it'd be for, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: like okay sure we're gonna make a 20 billion ton asteroid spaceship to take 10 people to mars like that's insane or are we gonna make like a little orion that's yeah. not very efficient yeah kind of kind of doesn't make as much sense. They had this idea for an Orion that you could launch with a Saturn V. The Saturn V would loft it most of the way up before it would light the nukes.
1: God.
0: And that would have been pretty helpful. They, and, and in fact, depending where you launch from, you could lessen the problems in, with satellites and everything like that. But still, all, the, all those little Starlink satellites are definitely dead.
1: God, uh, yeah. Uh, I wish they'd launch like an Orion Voyager, like Voyager two. Just to see oh, yeah. just get it out that there. Would be Fuck lit. It. Make it yeah, just make make it a thing Make out. it a global thing. We all get the research. Just see what out see what's out there. Get past Pluto yeah. in like a couple weeks, like just get that yeah Every
0: yeah. everyone has to every every weapons country has to give like 10 nukes yeah over yeah to yeah yourself. we'll, Make call, it, it, we'll yeah. call it a disarmament project yeah
1: well yeah seriously dude that would be awesome imagine just zipping past voyager 2 in like a year just like wave <laughs> yeah just like what's <laughs> <So>, up bitch what <laughs> man I would, I would love to just know what's like what's out there there's just nothing cooler than just like sure we can see it but like don't you want to send something out there? Just
0: yeah, and I mean we've learned a lot from Voyager. Yeah. New New Horizons is getting yeah. out there. Like New Horizons is just providing amazing yeah. data.
1: The heliopause the... or the helioshock or whatever the hell it is.
0: Yeah, I I uh, my favorite idea is actually the the putting a telescope out. I think it's a thousand AU, so a thousand times or a hundred times the distance. Something somewhere between a hundred and a thousand oh. times the distance to the Earth. And you use the sun as a gravitational lens. Pfft, holy shit! And man, you don't have many options of places you can point to, you know, because you're it's not like you can move around. Yeah. But the things you can point to, you could read the fine print on the newspaper that an alien's reading in the morning. Like yeah, that it would be, would be so spectacular. Bad. That would be. So and bad. otherwise, the the beautiful part is the telescope because you're making the sun as one of your lenses. The telescope itself doesn't have to be that big. I don't even think you need something like James Webb. I think it's it's basically you put a Hubble out there and it does the job.
1: What if we just took something old like Hubble and just fucking? I mean, it's
0: the problem is how do you get it out? Yeah, that's
1: what I say It's so much easier. That's so
0: far, and you need it to stop.
1: Orion telescope. Actually, fuck it. Don't
0: even stop. Just keep going. Have it just always looking. Then it stops working. Uh, it's only at a certain distance does the effect. Oh, well, well,
1: I'm saying don't use the gravitational lens. Just shoot a Hubble out and just aim it as far as you can and constantly be going as fast as you can. And I don't know, man, I just want to see. It. Yeah, I
0: mean, and then when you get into going to go into other solar systems, it's just so far. You know, Ryan, that you're talking about 300 years to get to Alpha Centauri. Yeah.
1: Well, that's I why mean, we need Daedalus, Daedalus.
0: I think lasers, man. You got to do the laser launch. The light sail. To do like 20, yeah, like twenty percent the speed of light or something, or even more. There's even crazier ideas that'll get you way far. That's where you get antimatter. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. You get some of that, some of that antimatter, and you really kick the speed up. Use a laser to launch you. Slow down with the antimatter. There's your there's your spaceship. Yeah.
1: God, it's so it's also it's a little depressing knowing we're not going to see it. But. I don't know. Uh, I guess take pleasure in what we someday, see. Right? Yeah, take pleasure in what we see right now. It's
0: yeah, it, we're still living in the future. There's
1: we are, dude. We're ro- getting, there's
0: rockets that land now. That's
1: yeah, crazy. there are rockets that land. We're driving around like rovers. We're finding dead rovers with our current rovers on another planet. Like you know, we're getting back high res photos of Pluto. Do
0: you see the uh, the new one's gonna launch soon? Perseverance didn't goes it, to Mars in uh, ten days. I want
1: to say ten. Di- I, didn't it miss its last window?
0: Yeah, but the window's huge. It's like 10, it's like a month long. Um, Oh,
1: damn, it's 10 days. I need to get some. Yeah,
0: they give themselves a lot of leeway. They were, it was something with stacking, but now, last I heard, it's stacked on the rocket, and so they're, you know, they're going to fuel and check and blah, 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 but then she goes.
1: I wonder why SpaceX hasn't launched a rover to Mars. I mean, if Elon's so obsessed with Mars, I feel like they would have...
0: Can't afford it. That rover to Mars costs a billion dollars. Yeah, that's true. And landing on Mars, landing on Earth is, especially like a Falcon Nine landing, is beautifully impressive. Yeah, but it's way easier than landing on Mars.
1: Yeah, Mars. The Falcon yeah.
0: Nine only it, the the stage only gets up to like Mach eight. Yeah, or something like that. And uh, the air does most of the slowing. Yeah, you don't get that on Mars.
1: No, Mars is a shit show. I've, yeah, this... you gotta
0: you slap the atmosphere at like twenty five <laughs> times the speed of sound. You have to do. Th- you, I mean, if you've seen how they're going to land that the rover, an, I've seen the animation. It has to, it, it has to use a heat shield, a parachute, and then rockets ignite to land it.
1: Oh, is that? I know they've used different methods for past rovers. There's the there's the one that's almost like the spherical airbag. There's like yeah, this helicopter one. There's, isn't the new one? Isn't that going to have a helicopter on it? Like a little mini yep. drone copter.
0: God, that's perseverance, crazy. baby. I mean, when people want, I I hate when people want to shit talk NASA because we're not. You know, like oh, we're not walking on Mars or whatever. Well, you know what? Give them the budget. But for the budget they have,
1: they're making sure we're
0: putting a helicopter on Mars, man.
1: Yeah, and don't they want to put like a submarine on like Titan, Titan or Enceladus or whatever? It's incredible,
0: (sighs) and that's all been approved. And the the best part is this rover. If you actually look up a picture of it, so it's the it's the younger sister of Curiosity, which is there right now. Mm -hmm. This is just like Curiosity, but we've learned, Mm -hmm. so we've made it way better this sucker is like the size of a land rover it is big it is way bigger than you think it is
1: no i've i've seen what was the last one the huge one curiosity curiosity yeah i've seen the pictures of that with scientists and you're like oh you're like that thing's bigger than like an suv yeah they're not these little
0: that's what this one is that we're going to send and it's it's just, it's such a hilarious flex to me because no other country has actually landed anything on Mars. The USSR did a soft landing, but the thing died immediately upon landing. So we don't know what happened there, but no other country soft land stuff on Mars. They've all failed. And the US is just like, yeah, we're gonna casually toss like a gigantic robot to Mars powered by plutonium. And it's gonna carry a helicopter. Cause why not?
1: Plant a little. I, I really wish they'd plant a little mini American flag, just, just to do it, <laughs> just to.
0: All the rovers have them. Yeah. Every one of them's got a nice American flag. You know where that thing came from.
1: Hell yeah. Now I want them to plant one though. I want them to plant one, like like a pot. yeah uh, you got to leave that for the people. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's people true. You got to have that that monumental moment. Yeah. Man.
0: Yeah. That Neil Armstrong. Yeah.
1: I like the that yeah sucker in the ground. I like the idea of the helicopter though, because yeah, now you're. Because these things I know I mean in my mind I always figured like oh you get there and just drive around like completely forgetting like the the gap and like or the delay and signal when I mean, these things move I didn't realize it's just how like pre-planned Slow. and everything is because it's like you can't get caught you can't flip over like it's
0: yeah no one can fix you you have yeah. to you have to watch the wheels yeah and it's hard
1: what's that one that ended up going like a thousand times longer than they thought it would?
0: Oh, those were Spirit and Opportunity, the two little solar-powered ones. Those were the ones that came in on the airbags, if I remember that.
1: Yeah, I remember watching a documentary on those, and, like, there was, like, a dust storm, and one of the wheels got caught. And I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, just rev it out of there. But then they showed back on, at, like, JPL, they literally got, like, they, like, simulated, they tried to get the, the sand or the dirt closest to Mars, they, like, literally used, like, 3D scans to, like, recreate the elevation, and then they got, like, the exact copy of the wheel, and they were literally like, yep. let's see what happens, and it was like, oh, there's really no, like, there's no one there to pick it up. It's like, we got to see yeah. exactly what will happen here. And kind of, yeah, almost like Apollo 13, like, you have to make it a, a CO2 scrubber, and you only have these tools, because they don't have anything else, right?
0: Yeah, and even worse than that, you don't get the flexibility of a human. Yeah. you have whatever that robot has
1: and yeah, and that's it yeah man
0: so you could you could completely miss something not see something not be able to move the arm or whatever it is yeah you know, at least humans have some some ability you know we're we're more flexible that's that's the only argument i've ever seen that makes sense to me for why we why we should send humans for exploration is that we're we're flexible and we're able to do a lot. Like you, you want to send a robot yeah. to Mars to do like uh, chemistry. So you send one robot and you want to send one to do geology, send another robot. You said humans, you can send a human to do a bunch of stuff all at once.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got Uh, the built-in AI. Like, it's,
0: yeah. And we're tough.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: we are arguably much, much tougher than most machines just because we heal. Yeah. And we're, like, flex, you know, I can bend my fingers and stuff like that.
1: We're just just hyper-advanced robots. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anyways, you want to get back to this list? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, oh, sorry, I was going to say. With the rovers, the, the idea that the idea of the little helicopter on it though, that's so cool because it's the range of those things. How greatly increased is the range? I mean, they have to be autonomous though because they can't be like live stream, right? Because the the time delay.
0: Yeah, no, it's. Um, I think they're just going to like hop it like hundred meters or something like that, like okay. the, the pre-programmed flights. Okay. They're also, it, as I understand it, they're kind of expecting it to fail
1: yeah pr- just because probably. like i mean they're learning they're just no, kind
0: of expecting like it's gonna tip over or get blown by a dust storm or yeah, something
1: yeah but i mean you gotta you gotta do those steps like, yeah this, exactly. this is learning this it's, is yeah
0: it was a pretty last second thing they only announced that helicopter in like 2017 which that's you awesome. think about for nasa planning like that's really fast that's
1: awesome though i just i love it i just i love it i love everything about it yeah yeah i forgot yeah next question um, you yeah. choose so whichever one you, you want. Big... You don't need to do order. Just choose whatever the fuck yeah. you want, dude. I don't care.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, I'll dive into this next one, though. Re- well, real fast, I'll say uh, North Korea definitely has nukes. They work. We're quite confident of that. Uh, they probably had some fizzles. Everyone does. Um, but they 100% have nukes. Uh, the Just the emissions that we've been able to pick up. Uh, we have these sniffer planes that go yeah. fly around and yeah. look. The shock waves we've seen in the ground, um, they got nukes. They got they got nice, big, working nukes, which is not surprising. I mean, America invented the nuclear weapon in 1945, and North Korea is a pretty backwards I mean, country, but I it's mean, probably more advanced than 1945 yeah. America.
1: I was about to say how long that I realized. Wait, that's 75 years ago this morning. It's, yeah, yeah,
0: and on top of that, they get a benefit from a lot of knowledge. Like we had to invent a lot of stuff we didn't. Yeah, you know there's a benefit of knowing something's possible, knowing roughly how it's done. Yeah, um, we didn't have that.
1: Yeah, we spearheaded so, it. That's it's always easier to, to do it. Like if you if you I always think like if you just took like uh, like a like a, a couple books, a couple like physics books, and just brought those back 200 years, like we would probably get to 2020 technology in a fraction of the time because so much of it is just trial and error you just don't know and what just
0: ahead. know it just knowing it's there just yeah. knowing to even look for Vers- that or versus understand like, yeah. that like
1: versus having to like find out like oh okay there's a proton and a neutron it's like how long like how much time did we waste just like trying to figure it out like what is this what's going on here and like oh it's an empty uh, space is it oh there's okay and it's what what is a what is a nuclear pile do we even know if this thing's gonna work and it's like you're right once it's all happened it's very easy to
0: it's very straightforward and a lot of knowledge is out there like the nuke specifically the a-bomb isn't really kept under control via secrets there's there's some secret stuff as i understand it but most of it is controlling the materials
1: yeah controlling you, the yeah, physical you can, material
0: it's, it's not that hard to figure out how you make one yeah, but it's hard to get the fissile material. Yeah. Um, and so that, if you're a country like North Korea who just doesn't care, who's just going to go forward and make the fissile material, there's not much we can do to stop it.
1: Yeah, they have no problem with just throwing human suffering at it until it's finished.
0: Yeah. Okay. So anyways, into the next part, uh, you, you bring up, you know, the state of nuclear stuff and we've we've talked about the weapons are the state art our, our opinions on mad and global nuclear peace and whatever uh but you talk about the russian weapon and their their little little toy missile that they keep slamming into the ocean or whatever the problem is um that nuclear powered missile that hit and they picked up some what? stuff in
1: uh hold on i gotta go to the bathroom gary keep talking are you talking about their their equivalent of pluto
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm making fun of it. Oh, okay. We'll keep making fun of it. 30 seconds. Yeah, so uh, anyways, this thing is a nuclear-powered cruise missile, or at least that's what they're claiming. I mean, it probably works. America had a similar project. And there's been some radiation releases from it, and the Russians are lying about where the radiation's coming from. And it sucks, but um, a lot, there's been a lot of hyperbole in the media about how it's some sort of mini Chernobyl and it's going to cause all these problems and it's not, it's just not. Chernobyl barely affected people in Europe to begin with and Chernobyl was a huge reactor that lit on fire and exploded. Um, This thing, the core, just to work as a missile, the core has got to be small, the total fuel loading has got to be small and you just don't have that much crap you can spread around. On top of that, the Russians are testing it in remote areas. And the big thing to remember with picking up radiation is that you can pick up tiny amounts. So if you... Uh, so, Russia's you know, sorry,
1: so, so Russia's got a Pluto. Sorry, what? So
0: Russia's got a Pluto? They're testing it. That's their claim. I'm just making fun of it because it's kind of a dumb weapon, in my opinion. And it's not, it's not some mini Chernobyl when they crash it. To, to even work as... One, Chernobyl wasn't that big of a deal. That's the first thing to drive home. Uh, two Chernobyl was a big reactor that lit on fire and then exploded and spread crap everywhere just to work as a missile it's got to be tiny which means the fuel loading is tiny which means they can't there's just not that much crap that can be spread around worst case scenario it can spread as much as a nuclear weapon can which is not that big of a deal when when it's all said and done and the Russians are testing in a remote area and the big thing to remember is that we can pick up minuscule amounts of radiation. That the most efficient and sensitive detectors known to man are probably radiation detectors. So when they say, when someone says, "Oh, I pick, I'm picking up fission fragments from Russia," they could literally be picking up one atom. Jesus. We can we can do that. That's totally doable. So that's why you like years ago, I don't know a decade ago after Fukushima. You had all these people talking about picking up fukushima isotopes off the coast of california and they're true one of my professors was doing that um the thing is they were picking up like three atoms in a cubic meter of seawater that's insane that you can even do that
1: i mean we picked up the the joe one the soviet's first a-bomb in 49 we picked it up with a sniffer plane off the coast of alaska
0: yeah, we picked it's, up the it's cloud. trivial to pick this stuff up, especially yeah. nowadays.
1: Yeah, and that was 49. The,
0: the other thing I'd say with their weapon, the Ru- the Russians are kind of boasting about it. The thing being is the, it's a, if they get to work, it'll be an effective weapon. But there's really no benefit over their new ICBMs. And that's the thing that really matters. They have these nice hypersonic ICBMs their, or cable. hypersonic glide vehicles like a maneuver. Those already work. They exist. And that's the only thing that matters because America has limited missile defense, anyways, which is good. That's good. We want MAD to continue yeah, to work. Yeah. Our only missile defense is really against North Korea. And so the Russians, I think, are just doing this almost for internal politics. They're trying to look tough to their people. Like, yeah. oh, look, advanced Russian science, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But this doesn't change the calculus of MAD. The Russians yeah. launch their nuclear-powered cruise missile. They'll wipe out Miami the same way they would with their yeah. you know, their their normal ICBMs or one of their subs.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get some decapitation
0: sneak attack. like. And we're going to see it. Like, the thing is going <laughs> to be detectable. Gonna, yeah. You could – you know we just talked about radiation is pretty easy to pick up i bet you you could use a dime store geiger counter and if that thing flew a hundred kilometers away you'd go oh shit it's over yeah. there yeah, you yeah. and you go track it down
1: we had those we had those satellites back in like the late 60s early 70s it was like what was it hotel and that was oh those you... are
0: those are for picking up the nuclear flash though you're not going to see you're uh, not going to see that was thing for testing like it's not going to be it's not going to be any any work realistically it's it's no bigger deal than any other nuclear yeah. weapon it's just the Russians trying to look scary and yeah. cool yeah just, yeah
1: yeah it's and they also have another one they're planning called uh Poseidon which is Yeah their, that's the, uh,
0: that one already exists that one's actually much easier as as far as US intelligence has said is that it's that big torpedo. Yeah. It's like a little baby nuclear submarine. Yeah.
1: But they put a 200 megaton nuke on it, and they're yeah.
0: But like, once again, it's the same thing of yeah, like.
1: It's, how, you do you wanna do- yeah. how do yeah, you want to Yeah. How do you want to set okay. off? Yeah. How do you want to set off mad with a Poseidon or a Satan two? Either way, you're getting hellfire from space. On yeah. Your like you're not gonna.
0: <laughs> that that Poseidon doesn't affect North Dakota, where all our missiles are. Yeah. You yeah. blew up L.A. Cool. We're gonna flatten Moscow.
1: Yeah either way like, it's either way like, do you want to yeah keep, it doesn't yeah. it
0: doesn't change the calculus of the game it's just now the russians are spending more money on kind of dumb weapons hey man like sure have have fun with your dumb little nuclear torpedo yeah that that's expensive as shit
1: yeah in a country where yeah you're fucking broke doesn't la have a bigger gdp than Mo- or uh, russia
0: Italy does. That's the one I know, which I think is hilarious. What What does Italy even make? Like Ferraris and yeah, cheese.
1: Yeah, and fucking really hot women that are unrealistically thin. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's Ferraris. So mod-
0: models, Ferraris, and cheese. Models, That's all of Italy, which yeah. apparently is wealthier than Russia.
1: Yeah, Jesus.
0: Um, yeah, you got a bunch of other stuff in here. Choose whatever you want, man. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of things to hit on real fast. Uh, so you talk about nuclear storage? Are you talking about spent fuel?
1: Those aren't those are questions I've I've got from uh, Reddit Special Access and Reddit Nuclear. So oh, I don't so entirely know like what I want. Like spent
0: fuel is another thing I could totally talk about. Sure, let's do it. Um, but it's not it has nothing to do with weapons. Spent nuclear fuel is the least important problem to talk about in my in my opinion because spent nuclear fuel has never hurt anyone, and it's not gonna hurt anyone. And we already like. We have all the solutions. Everything with spent nuclear fuel is freaking politics. Really? Yeah. So if you look at it, uh, a, a good example is to look at the power plant, the nuclear power plant in Washington, they have really nice pictures of where they store their spent fuel. And they have 30 years of providing one gigawatt of electricity, which is a ton of energy. And they have all of that on this little tiny square where they've stored their spent fuel. And they're all in casks that can get hit by a train and survive. And they sit on a little concrete pad, and they have a little barbed wire fence. Don't, don't go up and touch them. That's not, that's not allowed. And the thing being is all of those casks are rated for like 100 years at least. Yeah. And so we have a lot of actual solutions. There's things like deep storage. There's um, deep isolation, which is a really cool thing, where they use fracking technology to drill super deep. And then they put the nuclear fuel in these, ti- they're able to do it in like a tiny area. They talk about storing all of the waste from a power plant in the, the area of the parking lot of the power plant, but like eight miles down, yeah. so it can't affect anyone. Yeah. So, you know, that's an option or more realistically, because we only use about 1% of the uranium in the uh, nuclear fuel, recycle it.
1: Yeah. We think... know
0: how to do that. We've known how to do that for years, decades. Yeah. The French recycle it. Yeah. The Russians kind of recycle it. And the U.S. invented the best nuclear recycling technology in the world. It's out in big... Idaho National Lab right now, fully functioning at a test facility. We could get that rolling tomorrow and we don't do it. I thought That's you were going
1: to. I thought you were going to mention the. Uh... Oh, shit. Garrett? Yep. I somehow just. Yeah, I don't know how I just left you. Um, Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to say the best recycling program is depleted uranium rounds.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. Uh, oh, that's how we yeah, make like, use of there's them, There's advanced man. reactors that can burn depleted uranium. Like we We know how to do this. We can stick nuclear waste into certain kinds of reactors. They built them in Idaho. They ran them. They ran them for 30 years, made electricity to power Arco Idaho. We're just... It's politics, man. It is dumb ass politics that, are, right. <laughs> that make that a problem. But the thing is, it's such a minor problem, so tiny. All of all of the U.S. is civilian nuclear waste. And I'm not gonna talk about weapons waste because weapons waste is We did some sketchy shit when we are first making the nukes and we need to clean up Hanford and we need to clean up stuff in Los Alamos or whatever. But we're gonna talk about civilian nuclear waste, which is the thing people always wanna bring up You could take all that waste put it on a football field it only goes about 10 feet high and that's we've been making nuclear energy since the 50s
1: yeah that's insane versus like
0: and remember that's with a reactor that is so shittily inefficient that if it was any other form of technology we never even would have built it that's one percent efficiency we could burn that down to nothing yeah it's and there are reactors there are there are designs that you can even burn the waste from the burning of the waste like you can just keep burning stuff up until yeah basically you know at a certain point you're burning things until you get near iron jesus
1: yeah and it's we
0: we know what to do that's Mm. that's what frustrates me with this whole discussion on waste it's not hurting anyone it's freaking invincible i dare you to even try to break a waste container yeah it is not a proliferation concern if some terrorist is actually able to steal spent nuclear fuel So they need to get a huge crane, put it on a giant semi truck, somehow not get shot wildly while doing that, drive it to the port, put it on a ship, take it to another country with a reprocessing facility, pull out the plutonium, able to, they must be able to process the plutonium because it's worthless for weapons in its current form. You have to use advanced Department of Energy techniques to even process that, have advanced nuclear weapons designs, and then Maybe you could make a nuke that worked. Maybe. And during all of that you somehow didn't get shot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hit with a G. And AM. you have
0: you have the you have the five billion dollar reprocessing facility and the like expert nuclear physicist to make that happen. <laughs> I think you might just make a nuke normally.
1: Yeah. That's too like much. A, th- plot a armor. thing to
0: remember is that civilian nuclear power has never made nuclear weapons. When people want nuclear weapons, they build nuclear weapons. They don't build power plants. Yeah. Because it's dumb yeah because building the systems needed to breed plutonium is way cheaper (laughs) like a plutonium breeding reactor we built it at hanford basically by hand out of scrap the thing was was like it's just graphite and uranium stacked until it's big enough yeah you don't you don't need if you try to play the game with a power plant you make a crappy power plant and a crappy weapons breeder just make a power plant or a weapons maker
1: yeah it's and all this like discussion of like spent nuclear fuel it's like it doesn't hold a candle to just one day of one coal-powered fire plant f- power power plant just look
0: at the fucking
1: the waste from yeah. that
0: yeah just look at the waste from it yeah, your look car at the waste even from like wind turbines yeah and they have more waste they do how, how do they even have waste um when they break down, they you gotta send the blades somewhere. And the uh, blades are very difficult to recycle. And so there's these big like um landfills essentially in like Iowa where they're throwing wind turbine blades. Geez. And so it's like if we're gonna talk about waste, yeah. Why do why are we talking about spent nuclear fuel? The waste that the it's the only industry that even cares about its waste. Everyone else doesn't give a shit.
1: Dump it they the just ocean. throw their yeah, yeah, they dump
0: their waste anywhere. Yeah. And it's the only one that has like 27,000 solutions, including just put it in a parking lot and leave it. That's a, that is a legitimate solution.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, you're right. It's political capital. What are you
0: gonna do? You're gonna break open the giant container that could survive getting hit by a train? Without getting shot, yeah. And then, okay, and then if you break it open, so if you, if you actually had bare spent nuclear fuel, then of course, you know, it's got half-lives and stuff, Mm. so this isn't always true. But let's say we had some stuff we just put in the container. And then you go, oh man, I'm gonna be a bad guy. I'm gonna go I'm yeah. gonna break that sucker open. I'm gonna get those fuel rods and yeah. do something bad with it.
1: Yeah.
0: So you break it open, there's no there's now no longer shielding to protect you. And if you're within I think it's ten meters, you're just gonna drop dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. there's easier <laughs> so you just, ways to do it. You realize. have to
0: you have to somehow break it open and then like have it in shielding.
1: Yeah, there's easier ways to do it.
0: There's a lot easier yeah. things to do than try to mess with spent work, nuclear fuel. Work smarter, not harder. Work smart. You know, and I think actually because it's such a lethal endeavor and so difficult, it would almost be good if terrorists were trying it. Because it'd be like, oh, yeah, look, he just died from radiation. Can... Or all the bullet wounds yeah. from the guards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh,
0: you, you're you telling me you want to attack the place where we regularly keep, like, army rangers?
1: yeah just yeah sure have
0: have at it bud (laughs) go yeah like feel free to try to even the national labs los alamos has a freaking abrams tank at the entrance to one of their areas
1: really jesus
0: have fun
1: yeah jesus yeah man i had i had a guy on kevin colgan forever ago it was like right i think right after i had you on the first time yeah and he worked at he works at a nuclear power plant he's just a power plant operator and he's like yeah man they have like Department of Homeland Security they're like it's like within a mile there are uh, there are Abrams like ready to roll out if there's a security yeah,
0: breach you and honestly I don't even think we need that like yeah. what are you going to do what are you going to do to the those power plants are tough.
1: so so it's political capital that's all it is
0: you'd really, you have to you would have to keep everyone there it's yeah. political capital
1: yeah yeah, yeah. well it's, it shouldn't mean to working. people get hysterical about it
0: yeah, and that is why we That's are not going to meet our emissions, uh, you know, goals. We're we're going to we're going to drive past two degrees C, three yeah. degrees C,
1: yeah,
0: uh, you know, global warming because.
1: We're here for a good time. You know,
0: re- renewables are useful. Don't get me wrong. I am not an anti-renewables guy. They they are very useful. The advancements in renewables are great. And personally, I just love solar panels because they're weird. Like, yeah. it's just quantum magic. You're like, yeah. why does this thing work? Yeah. I took just... a thing, I put it in light, and it made electricity. Yeah. Why does that work?
1: some weird black uh, magic, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I understand how it works. We had to learn about it in yeah. class. But, man, it's just so fun. Yeah. But yeah. the idea that you're – that's the only thing you can do just doesn't add up. The, the math doesn't isn't there for, solar? And for pure renewables. Like ah. it's just not going to it's not going to power the world. The amount of energy we need to generate just to maintain the current uh, world is unbelievable. It's important to remember fossil fuels make something like 85% of primary energy in the world because there's a lot of energy that isn't electricity. We have to make a lot of heat. We have to power cars. We have to power airplanes. Yeah. We have to make power ships, all of this other stuff. And there are billions of people who want to increase their energy consumption. Yeah. And in my perfect world, they all do. I want everyone to live like an American.
1: Yeah, we I, talked I about small- that. Yeah, we talked about that our first episode.
0: Yeah. And so we we have to increase power production man yeah. we, this idea of like oh you know if we're really lucky maybe we can use dams and wind and solar and we can get the american electricity mm-hmm. grid all renewable screw that. that i want i want everything clean yeah tomorrow and i want to start just dropping reactors into africa just like yeah. you get electricity you get it's electricity you. you get electricity yeah, just
1: fucking turn on the air i think we said that we're like yeah turn f- on the ac baby open the windows turn on the ac and that's like the flex man that is yeah, yeah. don't 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 bring it down make it so that it's so cheap that make everything people can prosperous flourish.
0: yeah that's the that's the real goal
1: you don't limit the data on like new video platforms where like i'm uploading just to, like decentralized mm-hmm. like dtube and BitShoot. You're in Vimeo. They're like, okay, like you know, we're growing, so we gotta limit the amount of data you can upload. So you're you're capped at 500 megabytes a week or something. And it's like, no, the way to go is you gotta go to the YouTube on it, man. Just like you bump it up, 1080p, 4k, 8k. It's make it so everyone can upload everything, and it flourishes when you remove that limiting factor. Yeah, you're right. Everyone needs to. We need to make it so everyone can. I mean, and that goes back to the fusion argument, but. Yeah,
0: dude. I mean, fission can do it. That's yeah. the thing. I love fusion, but fission is here now yeah. and we have thousands of years of nuclear fuel available right this moment. Mm-hmm. And we know how to get millions, possibly yeah. billions. We're not even sure. Because, th- you know, then you get into this whole thing of like thorium and uranium. Yeah. And what are the reserves? How much is even on the planet? Like, it's it's insane but we know there's billions of tons of uranium in the ocean and we know how to extract it uh right now the extraction's about three times market value uranium's dirt cheap by the way uranium is like everyone wants to think it's expensive uranium's freaking worthless um i i gotta i don't remember the exact market price but i think it's trading at something like it's like $10 a pound or something like that, $30 a pound, I don't know, not much. It trades at like yeah. the same price as 10. I had a guy on yesterday
1: um, and we were talking about organic mushrooms. He's like, yeah, man, they're like $50 a pound in Seattle. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. So Yeah,
0: and it just, it like trades for nothing. And so the the thing is, even if you talk about three times market, market price, the the cost of fuel even in our shitty and efficient reactors isn't very much yeah and then if you get into these really advanced reactor designs that burn all their fuel okay fine make the fuel a thousand times more expensive it doesn't doesn't, matter it doesn't change the cost of the power plant
1: no it's you
0: yeah and there's billion billions of tons of this stuff and if it just comes out of the water then that means there's no saudi arabia of exactly uranium
1: everyone who has access to an ocean Just,
0: and even then, even in the ground, like another area you can get uranium is out of phosphate mines. So when we mine phosphate for fertilizer, there's all these tailings, right? There's this extra, you, you know how it goes with mines, right? Like there's stuff you don't want. Yeah. When you're extracting it's the like ore, heaps, yeah. all of, all of that stuff called tailings. If I think it's the right word, um, it's considered strategic by government, and. Then you get into stuff like granite like freaking granite you can mine granite and pull uranium out
1: dude new hampshire where i'm from the granite state it, they, it yeah, grows granite it grows granite
0: yeah it's like you can you can do that if you if you're desperate you know as a country like you have the options and the thing is you get so much energy that it doesn't matter that it was hard
1: yeah it's
0: like sure it's ten times thousand times harder you're talking about so much yeah. more energy. It just doesn't matter.
1: As opposed to putting like platforms in the middle of the ocean that you got to fly crews out via helicopter and they're digging down. It's like six miles underwater and then another mile under the ocean floor just to get. And then you're getting fuel yeah, to get oil. It's like, dude, it's, it's.
0: And that's that's before you even get into the environmental impacts. Right. Yeah, I mean, hell that's, yeah. Yeah. Those fossil, are beautiful. The things they've done for our world. But sure. We got to move past. We're we're things yeah. and you know with renewables the problem is just they take up a lot of land and you're dealing with um they, they also take a lot of resources and you're dealing with this issue of um, unreliability you know, there's a lot of other stuff they i think they complement well that yeah. the way i like to think about renewables on a grid is the same way that like a, a hybrid car works you get your you know the the point is not that the land power your car. The point is that the electrical, and even if, nu- you know, nuclear is cheap, but, you know, if you could implement, like, 10% solar into the grid or whatever, dude, that's 10% less uranium you yeah. gotta buy. Might yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, well, you said earlier, like, not even, it's not that every, everything's not even electric, so it's the move that, like, you try to move everything, so, like, you know, just electric cars, and then once you get and, more electric...
0: Realistically, not everything can be electric. Uh, like, you're never gonna... In my opinion, you're never gonna see an electric plane. It's just not gonna happen. Batteries will never be energy dense enough for that. So we have to make synthetic fuels. We gotta make hydrogen, we gotta make synthetic methane or synthetic kerosene or whatever. And the, you know, some people point to biofuels. Well, the problem with biofuels is biofuels is shitty solar. You know, all biofuel is doing is it's taking energy from the sun and then it turns it into a plant and then we inefficiently turn that plant into fuel. But solar panels are more efficient than photosynthesis in a plant. So it's like, if you're going to make fuel via the sun, maybe you should make it directly. Yeah. And, I, the and then the other thing with biofuels is land, use. That's, that's, all, that's a big thing I'm, I'm really big on for environmentalism. And I'm from, I'm from Montana, big, beautiful state full of wildlife. I want more wildlife, like I want more forests. I want more of everything. I do not want to cut land down to grow fuel. Yeah. It just... So, uh, yeah, after that long rant about <laughs> no, energy, uh, how about you How about you pick one more question, and then we'll R- wrap it all, up all after that.
1: Um, let me pull it up. Uh, I'm going to pull up some questions. Pull up some questions. Sorry, I was not... Prepared to pull up the questions. I feel like a jackass. Um, Why aren't we? I don't know. I guess I'll just come up with one off the top of my head. Um, Why? I think we talked about this before. Actually, no. I got a. I got a good one. How come we don't make like smaller and smaller nukes? So like, I mean, like get down to like really small why wouldn't you and i know this is a stupid question but why wouldn't you make a nuke so small that it's like no bigger than like a jdam explosion but then you could just put like let's say they're the size of a grenade well now oh, you you're talking a, about yield yeah smaller yield yeah so uh, why, you could so, take a thousand of these and put them on a b2 and now a 2 could just loiter you make that thing you know give that thing some like nuclear propulsion or something or solar that thing could just loiter for years and just there's all your air support you need because it's just got so, these little tiny things. There's
0: two problems. There's kind of three issues in there. One, um, us and Russia or the USSR kind of both agreed that we don't want to we don't want to go proliferating suitcase nukes yeah. or backpack nukes or whatever the idea is. We do have some small ones that can be hand delivered. Um, stuff like Davy it was very small. Mm-hmm. Same warhead as the as the backpack nukes. Um, but in general, we don't want to really drive that idea around because if anything's going to be a risk for you for um, abuse, it's that if you lost one of those, right? Okay. So there's, there's not a big tactical reason to want a little nuke. And there's a lot of political reason to not want one. The other issue is and the big, the much bigger issue is the tyranny of the critical mass. So a nuclear weapon, even the most fusion-heavy nuclear weapon, must be triggered by fission. Mm-hmm. And fission has a critical mass, Now that's kind of a, it's not totally a mass thing, because you hear about different critical masses and different masses of material in the, in the nuclear weapon. There's ways to cheat it. You, you talk about neutron reflecting, you talk about increasing densities of fuel loading, better explosive geometry, all sorts of stuff. But when it gets down to it, you just have to have this minimum amount of fissile fuel and you have to get this minimum amount of fissile yield um, if you want to set any fusion off. So that already, you know, fusion weapons are gonna go more. So then if you just go for a fission weapon, the minimum amount of yield is going to be set by the amount of fuel and how long you hold it. Now, ways you can lower the yield to try to get to like a fizzle or something, or closer to a fizzle, are basically just less efficient. So then the problem becomes the most expensive part of your weapon is the fissile fuel, mm. and you're burning less and less and less of it. And so if you you know you got this plutonium that's like ten thousand dollars a kilo for the the weapons grade stuff or whatever the price is, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's really expensive. Then you only use you know you put five kilos in and you only use one gram of it and now you've spread a bunch of plutonium around mm-hmm. that people could pick up, and you made this very, very expensive weapon that isn't all that much smaller in terms of size. It's just smaller in terms of yield because the uh, the minimum size comes down to explosive geometry. The plutonium itself, it's like the size of my fist. The stuff's yeah. really dense. But you have to have high explosives to set it off, to, to push the thing together to trigger it. And you just limit it. You know, you got to have so many kilos of C4 or whatever. And so, realistically, something like the Davy Crockett's about as small as you're ever going to get. But in terms of bang per dollar, the Davy Crockett's like the crappiest weapon out there. Yeah. And it's it's got like some fallout related issues. So there are there is a whole thing about smaller weapons and spreading them around. And you see that with the U.S. ICBMs. We didn't go for these big mongo yields. Um, for our later versions because we realized that the way to do it is you re- you pick a good yield that deposits energy very effectively because as you go up and yield more and more energy just goes to the space
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you try to pick a yield that's like the most efficient on the nuke most efficient on depositing the energy and then you just pack a bunch of those and they spread out in the icbm yeah. and so our icbms probably have like i don't know five twelve warheads whatever they end up being to give you more area yeah because the other problem with really big explosive explosions is the earth is curved so when you if you try to make some like mongo icbm you do have the curved earth <laughs> and like mountains and yeah. whatever whereas if you if you have a bunch of warheads they could be like hey let's not hit let's go to opposite sides of the mountain so no one can hide behind it yeah <laughs> So you know, it gets back to what we were talking about. Things things end up being a little more complicated, a little more you know, there's there's more it's funny how like cost comes into play, right? Yeah. Like you think with nukes sky's the limit, but you no, know, you at a certain point you can't the Congress isn't gonna let you burn all the plutonium. Yeah. You do have to be kind of efficient with yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And when you want seventy thousand of them, like you gotta you gotta figure it out.
0: Yeah, you gotta be a little better with it. Yeah. Well,
1: anyways, man. I'm All right, gonna, dude. Thank, I, Yeah. Thank you so much for hopping on, man. It's. Uh, thank you so much. I had yeah, so many people. Yeah. Been bail. a pleasure. Fucking Garrett, you were episode one hundred and your seventy fifth anniversary at Trinity. Garrett, you are the you are the anniversary man. So thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for answering the questions, man. That was fucking awesome You're as always. Welcome. And um,
0: I will see you later.
1: All right, dude. I'll email you for the next one, man. Peace, buddy.